In our gospel today, we have this very, I think, a beautiful moment in Christ's earthly ministry. He goes to this mountain to pray, and in fact, uh, to this day, you can travel to Galilee, and you can really, you can see where where this this location. Um, the word mountain is used, but it's quite small. If anybody's been to the Holy Land, everything there is a lot smaller than your imagination would have it. So the mountain Beatitudes is really what's being dealt with here, and it's quite a bit smaller than you might. It's really kind of like a large hill. Um, but in any event, um, the Lord went up on top of this mountain, this very large hill, and uh, he spent all night long praying, all night long. He didn't sleep. And uh, that's a pretty remarkable uh, thing. And it says uh, it was night, too, so we can imagine the darkness. And uh, what was going on, you know, in Christ's heart? He was um, preparing to call and to choose and to call these special men, these 12 men. And uh, he had them, we can imagine, I think, very easily in his heart all night long. And uh, he knew the ones he was going to choose he foresaw everything that they would do uh, throughout the course of the rest of Christ's earthly ministry, but then also after his death and resurrection, ascension into heaven, and all of the, the founding of the church and the spread of the gospel. The Lord foresaw all of that, and he had that in his heart. He foresaw Judas's betrayal. Okay, I'm sure that that was a, a kind of a topic of his meditation, his thoughts that night. And uh, nonetheless, he, he called them, and they came to him. And we see the, the beauty of this vocation, of this calling, is that he calls them each individually. They're individually named. Simon, and then, he, you know, who, and Andrew, and James, and John, and Philip, and Bartholomew. And uh, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that we have this very close, um, what you might call a juxtaposition, meaning a, there's a p- close positioning of these two different elements. You have prayer, and then you have these individuals being named. And it's really in prayer that we find ourselves in Christ's heart. It's in prayer that we find who we're supposed to be in the mind of Jesus. It's in prayer that we find really who we truly are as individuals. The better a Christian that we become, the closer to Jesus that we draw uh, to him in prayer... We don't lose our identity. We don't lose our individuality. We don't. It's not like uh, cookie cutters. We all become the same. It's not like that. We become more of ourselves. We become more individuals. We become more beautifully unique. Um, Each of us, unique expressions of Christ's sacred heart of His love, Um, the love that moved Him from all eternity as the second blessed person of the Blessed Trinity to create the world to begin with, and then to redeem it as well on the cross. And uh, so uh, this is the power of prayer. And um, I could go on and talk about prayer, and I'd like to in future homilies. I want to kind of, don't want to go too long here. There's two other things I want to speak about. Um, but uh, in the future, I'll speak quite a bit. You'll hear me talk a lot about prayer and the importance of prayer and the difference between vocal prayer and mental prayer and the kind of the practical how-to of prayer. Um, 
But kind of moving on, I'd like to also to address, while I got uh, a little audience here, attention, uh, next week I'm going to do, I'm going to try to do, if it works out, a vacation, just take some time off, uh, Monday through Friday, basically. So not, not the weekend, I'll be here for the weekend. And I'm going to do my best to try to get some priests in here. I haven't had any luck so far for the daily mass. Um, uh, so, well, I'm going to keep trying that. I got a list here. A few more priests. I'm going to see if I can call. I think it's easier to find a priest for Sunday mass than it is for daily mass. I'm finding that. That's a that's new for me. Um, so I'm going to, but I'm going to try my best. But if not, we'll have communion service, which I don't like to do. Um, but it doesn't. I don't. You know, I don't have much of a choice. It's either I don't take any time off, or we have you know uh, a communion service. So. Um, we'll, we'll see what we can do the best that we can do. Try to get some priests in here, but if not, I'll see if we can draw off from uh, Deacon Kylie and maybe Frank Quinn, whoever else um, would want to lead a, a communion service. And then also the second thing I want to address is uh, I'd like to start doing, you know, probably outside the, the Christmas and the Easter seasons uh, during the course of the year, adult faith formation sessions on Wednesday nights. We'll see how much I can, you know, how much I can actually pull off and have time for. Um, and it would probably be, you know, various topics that would be addressed. I want to do a lot of marriage and family stuff, like so maybe one topic would be commitment and marriage, and it would be sort of three uh, Wednesdays, you know, right after row, and that would be one topic. And then I take a break and we prepare for something else, you know, and I might address, uh, you know, issues that are affecting the world in, in, as a whole, you know, Islamic extremism, for example, or the environment or um, political issues or whatever it might have you. These would be, um, you know, adult uh, uh, classes, essentially, and, and dialogue and conversation, and the topic would be uh, very relevant to uh, to what's going on in the world today. Um, so the, the first one, though, I'm not going to do a, a, like a class or teaching so much, is I thought what I'd do is give my own personal background story. So I'm going to take um, three Wednesdays and, uh, you know, ask actually give like a personal testimony as to how I came to just be a committed Catholic. Okay, we've all got our own stories, and I don't like to talk about myself a lot, but I thought it would be helpful um, as the new pastor just to try to, like, you know, sort of um, be vulnerable before my people and say, hey, look, here, this is who I am. Maybe you can help, uh, helps you to understand a little bit more uh, who I'm about if you know someone's background and their history and, you know, where they've come from and all that kind of stuff. So, um, and it'll also be a, a neat opportunity to talk about um, just some real fundamental aspects of Catholicism and it's kind of like it's rational foundations because for me a lot of my spiritual and moral journey had a very large intellectual component to it and uh, a real earnest search for truth you know is this religion stuff is it real is it true or is this all just nonsense you know this is a question I'd have in my youth and so um, you know these are kind of things I worked out over the years and so that'll be part of you know, a large component of my own personal journey. We'll be talking about the the rational credibility of religion in general and of Roman Catholicism in particular. Um, and I'll uh, this upcoming bulletin, if I can get it in, I'm going to talk a little bit about that in the bulletin. So, God bless you.